Hey guys, welcome to another follow-up. We are talking about Garen's second identity message and we're excited to jump in. But first we have to give some props to Evan Morris, right? Oh, for Evan, that great man. video yesterday he yeah, made for you. That guy, anytime he does something like that, it's always top-notch and amazing. That was super cool. Yeah. Um, I could never even dream of doing anything that cool. So Evan, if you're listening, man, thank you for making that. That was super awesome. Yep. Good job, man. Uh, we have to start with clean up on aisle Garen because you feel like you have to clean a little something up from yesterday, right? Make something a little clearer that maybe you... Yeah, that I that I wasn't as clear on and it'll be clear this coming week. But I had talked about two kinds of identity, unique and foundational. And I'd said, we're not going to talk about un unique identity until the fall when we do work. That this whole series is about my find foundational identity, which is two things, a sense of self, like really who am I? And then, the unique things that make yeah. you you. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the unique one, but under foundational, it's just like, am I am I an animal or oh. am I a descendant of a monkey? Like, what really? What, oh, at your core. At okay. the core, who am I? I got you. And then a sense of worth, which is, am I valuable and am I loved? And so those are the two I'm hitting in this series. So yesterday was really about that, who am I? Okay, so I'm not what I have. I'm not what I do. I'm not what people say. I am whose I am. So I belong to God. My identity is in Him. But like, that's amorphous. Like, what's that mean? Who? In God, who am I? And I was just trying to go through and identify, this is what it means when you come into him. This is what changes in you. And so I wasn't really clear on that, especially first service, if you're listening from first. But that yesterday is what I was trying to get at, is that sense of self, like, in Jesus, who am I? Does TBC come with, like, a money-back guarantee? Like, if you <laughs> yeah, if you, you botch a serve, like, they get their tithes back? Is yeah, that how it tithe, works? Anybody who tithes. We'll be issuing refunds next who week. Who online giving between <laughs> 9 and 10. Yeah, it's it all comes <laughs> or back. Or we'll just give you a coupon, like, buy one, get one sermon yeah, or there something. There you go. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, coupon, right. That's, that's, that's how I'll make it I think that's right. what it'll be. No, I you mentioned that you, you felt like it was a little... Um, a little out of whack for service. I thought it was good. I, I got what you're trying to say, but yeah, that whole thing about that it really is about who am I? And that was your your driving point. I think it's important to know that that's what it was about because everything was building towards that. Yeah. And if you understood that was the goal, then it really made a lot of sense. Yeah. And if you didn't, it made no sense. It still so. made, it still made sense, but it's good to know that too. Yeah. Um, the first thing I wanted to chat with you about was in talking about that I am whose I am. You said there are three things that kind of, I don't know how to say it, three things that like define that. Yeah. And one is that we're a changed identity, right? Yeah. That so we're, a, we're a new creation. Individually. So that means I, there's something individually new about me, cor corporately, it's not just even me, and, and the future were the three things. So okay, I was yeah. trying to unpack those three things. So like, individually, who we are individually. That um, I'm actually brought into a bigger That we're brought into a myself. bigger community, and then the hope of the future. And then the that future of my, yep, my And those are kind of the three the three uh, parts of it, yeah. yeah. And then you also brought in these really good, man, you have a way of asking really penetrating questions, but James Bryan Smith, those four questions that he says everybody's asking, yeah. whether we know it or not, which is who am I, what am I, where am I, and where am I going? Yep. Do, do you feel like um, most people are aware that they want to know those things about themselves, or is it kind of like this dull itch that we have that we can't find? Probably both. Probably deeper thinker people ask those specific things, I think. But I think everybody, it's adult. To some degree, you ask some of them, and I think there is that that dull. It's just even like, well, that Kelly Clark example I gave. She said before she kind of lost her identity, and then she heard that she said, "I'd never asked the question, who am I? What am I?" Yeah. But all of a sudden, it hit her. Mm -hmm. But I think, but there was this, but she was struggling before that, like feeling like, "What's life about?" So I don't know that they're always in our head 
specifically, but they're rumbling underneath. And, you know, she's an Olympic talent. So maybe when the whole world is giving you this identity or you think I'm so good at this, this must be it. Maybe you're not asking those questions. Um, maybe if you're not an Olympic talent like you and I, you can yeah, have to wrestle with right. those a little more. Yes. So you said something really good. You said we put God at the center of our lives when we find him sufficient. And I think that's really true. And I just wondered if you wanted to say anything else about that. Well, yeah, sufficient and satisfying and that him in him alone is, is he all sufficient, all satisfying? I actually like what you said, which is, I'd like you to, to. So, so I just asked the question, you know, we put God at the center when we find him sufficient, but then also I don't think we put God at the center until we find ourselves insufficient. Like if I think I've got it going on and I can make it in this world on my own and I, I can create this identity, then maybe I don't even see God as necessary in the equation. But when I like am broken and I'm at the end of my rope and I realize that it, it can't be about me, that's when I begin to see, oh my gosh, he is the only sufficient thing. Yeah. And that's what counterfeits are like. I can carry a counterfeit bill around for five days or for a week. It isn't until it comes to, you take it to a place and they mark it and they're like, right. this isn't real. Yeah, and you're like, and you oh my gosh, it. I thought this was real. Yeah, a lot of times that's the hard thing about identity is it can satisfy me for a while. It can feel sufficient for a while, but eventually the rug gets pulled out from under it. I see it for what it is. And then. Hmm. Do you think everybody has a moment like that in their lives where their identity is pulled out at some point and and we kind of have this, this uh, what's that Greek word for oikos, right? Yeah. Greek word for time. We have this. Oh, for time. Yeah, kairos. Kairos. I'm, this kairos moment. Yeah. And you talked about it a while back where we, it's kind of a fork in the road. Like I can either continue on this broken path and like scoop my identity up and try and tape it back together, or I can realize this is not the way yep. and find God as sufficient, right? Yeah. So. I think, yeah, I think we do all go through that. And I think. If it's my life is any indicator, I think you go through it multiple times that I'll think, oh, I'm, th I'm kind of done with that. And then 10 years later, you're like, you know what? I was building my identity more in this than I realized. And it kind of gets shown for what it is. Mm. And you got to go through that again. I have a feeling I've got two or three more of those. So like we I heard die. at GLS a few years back that everyone has, maybe you're at this one. Some speaker said everyone has like 3.5 blind spots or something like that. Maybe 6.5. I don't remember the number. Oh, right. But then, so do you think everyone, like the average person has an average, has a certain amount of like false identities? Like how many false identities do I have that oh I'm not God. even really right. aware of yes. that I'm kind of living into and something's going to happen where it gets broken. Yep. And honestly, it's going to be painful, but like, praise God that that happens because yeah. I want to find him sufficient. I think there's probably a lot of truth in that, Jordan. That's pretty huh. profound, I think. Man. Yeah. Scary, but profound. It is kind of scary. <laughs> it kind of scared myself with that question. Like, man, but you got to take... I mean, you got to know thyself, right? You got to take time to yep. look at that and just realize, man, what am I in these different roles I have? Is it really who I am or? Yeah. Yeah. So lots of, lots of good um, things to chew on in quiet time. Yep. And yesterday's message, I thought you, you went on to talk about the who's I am, who's I am. And you made a chart about it. And you said in that we find joy, not guilt. We find trust, not fear. We find love, not shame. Um, you broke that down pretty well yesterday, but just in terms of what was up on that chart, was there anything more you wanted to say about yeah, that? Yeah, you know, again, I, you know, if I could add a little more clarity looking back, but that whole thing that when when I am what I do, that I really think, I'd said the week before that you'll never do enough, and so guilt's what comes. But when I center myself in God, it's like He's the one that gets things done, so I can I don't have to do everything, or I can take a Sabbath, right? I can rest, I can stay home today, you know, whatever. 
But when I'm in what I do, I've just got to be constantly doing. And then it just generates guilt because you never do enough. So just that finding rest, I think with the fear one, you know, the if it, if you're about what you possess, whether it's children or money or a house, like, again, you'll never have enough of that. They'll never, they'll never be perfect. And there's this, that constant fear that's generated. Are they okay? You become more controlling and protecting. That's where I see control and protecting a lot's in that one. And there's just no peace in that. And so God wants to replace that with trust. Like, let him have it. He is enough. He's sufficient with my kids, with my income, with my future income, whatever. And when you you can when you can get to the point of trust, when he's at the center, it's like, I can let him have that. I don't need to. And the same thing with my identity. If I'm seeking love and if I can really rest in my love in him, which is what next week's about, then some of that shame dissipates and I can receive his love more and then I can give love better. So... I mean, I think those, th- those, that switch is really huge. I've experienced it. And I'm sure, like you said, there's going to be another identity thing in the future. And then the guilt, fear, like it'll, they'll come up in new ways. And I'll be like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to live there. And so you. It just really sucks being broken, man. <laughs> because as it? soon as you start getting on the right track, entropy pulls you the other way. And it's like, yep. man, I'm off again. So that's maybe what I'm looking forward to most in new, new creation is just that like I can coast with Jesus and just be with him. And it's not going to be this walking up a downward escalator of like trying to keep my eyes on him so hard, you know? Yep. So. hmm. Yeah. In fact, somebody just told me the other day, they said, you know what I like about 12 these days is he said, we hear a lot about a lot of admissions of brokenness and, you know, we're, we need to do better at that, but man, I don't have it together. You don't have it together. And I'm not afraid to say that because I think when you hide that, it creates a false culture, but I mean, I told somebody yesterday, this whole series, if it's for anybody, it's for me. I constantly need to be reminded of this. Yeah. Constantly. Was it was it you who told me that you like to preach out of things that are true for you in that in that season or moment? Or was that someone else who told me that? To a de- some of that to a degree. Sometimes it's something I feel like I sense like God's at work or wanting to do something. Yeah. But pretty much a lot of stuff that I'm doing is stuff that I need to hear. Right. And trust me, I'm hearing it. The yeah. three weeks leading up, I'm thinking about it. That Tuesday <laughs> where I'm working on it, I'm thinking about it. Those yeah. questions I'm asking, I ask myself those questions a hundred times a yeah. week. Garen, maybe it's not a coincidence. You know, we're talking about identity and what your life is built on. Like God allowed the Jayhawks to be humbled. And <laughs> yes. I like humble, capital H humbled. Yeah, capital H humbled. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the Chiefs getting knocked off like that. Maybe God just tearing yeah, down some maybe. idols, man. Yeah. Who knows? It could be. It's... I mean, if he's working on us, our body with identity. Yeah, who knows? Man, that little yeah. that little case I doesn't come easy. Nope. Um, so you kind of brought it to a head and you said, so where is your identity? And you you told us to wrestle with this. Is it who are you or whose are you? So can you tell us what that kind of means if we yeah. didn't get that? Is it that? in who you are or whose you are? And it's, yeah, where is it? Is it, is it, am I really building it around me? Am I at the center of the throne of my life? Am I determining where my identity is? You know, we laugh at the culture and say, oh, yeah, they're all about self-constructing identity, but we all, we're human. We all do. Yeah. So really, where, right now, where is my identity? That's what I've been thinking about. That's what I want all of us thinking about. Really, in the details of my life, is it right now about who I am? You know, who you are, who I am, or is it really about whose I am? And it needs to be in whose I am, because that's the only place where we'll find true rest for our souls. But I think it's worth wrestling with and asking the question. Yeah. You uh, you also mentioned some things that Charles Swindoll says. Um, he says you got to know who you are. You got to accept who you are. You got to be who you are. Um, 
And knowing who you are means knowing what God says about you. Accepting who you are says you don't just know it, but you feel it in your soul, right? You accept it on a deeper level. And then being who you are that you don't, that you don't, was it that you don't really give yourself away to something yeah, that else? You, yeah, that you actually live it out. You quit giving the title of your heart to those things. And yes. You keep it in God, and you actually, like, oh, this really is true of me. The acceptance is like, I'm going to live that way. I am going to live with him Yeah. at the center. I think the hardest of those three is the second one. I was going to ask you, yeah. I think a lot of people don't know. That's part of the reason I'm doing the series, because there's probably people like, this is the first time I've heard this. They maybe heard of it in a very ambiguous sense. But I really want to dig into it. But I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I know that, but I don't believe it. Deep in my soul, right. I really don't believe that I'm a new creation because I don't see it in my life. I don't believe that I'm in him or because I'm in heavenly places. Are you kidding me? If you knew like how I felt about the Chiefs game yesterday and what I was thinking about, you know, <laughs> you know what I was thinking about. People don't want to know things. what we were thinking about the Chiefs game. but <laughs> You know, <laughs> and then you think, you know, well, what I was just thinking, uh, boy, that's, that's definitely a not a in him kind of thought. That's right. not a new creation. Yeah. So I think a lot of us struggle with that accepting. And you noticed I skipped over the feelings. I mean, the, the train, uh-huh. I'm going to come back to it, but you noticed it. What, tell me what you, as soon as you saw that. So when I saw thinking? that, yeah, well, I'm just, you showed me that this, the train that says that the engine that, that pulled, that pushes our lives forward, that pulls the train has to be about facts, not feelings. Right. And yep. if we follow our, we follow feelings, we're going to go right off the rails and it tied in so well, because at the end, you know, you like just what you're talking about. I know this, but do I really believe it? And even if I don't feel like this is true for me, am I still going to live into it until it feels real? Or am I going to choose to say, well, my Instagram identity feels real, so I'm going to live into that. It's like, which one of these am I going to give my life to? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a great way to end it, and I thought that um, that's a good point because, I mean, I think, is it like 99%, maybe all of us in church, like we know this, but we have issues connecting it to our heart yep. and saying, do I really believe this about myself? I yeah. think, I mean, 100%, all of us probably, right? Yep. There's nobody who's walking into church saying, I know this and I 100% all the time believe in it and I don't struggle with it. Right. I think that's universal for yep. humanity. So that could be a whole other 10-minute conversation on why that is. I don't know why it is, but I, I know that we all struggle with it. Well, I think it's what you said. It's our darkness and brokenness, and we all peer inside of ourselves, and we see things, and we're just like, that just does what's in here doesn't jive with what Scripture says about me, and so we struggle with that. Like, God sees me as a saint, not a sinner, but I see myself as a sinner, not a saint. I think we all wrestle with that to different degrees, right? Up and down, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. But it makes it hard to accept who I am. Mm. And if somebody's asking, okay, Garen, so... I've got to let I've got to let facts drive the train, not feelings. But how do I do that? I don't know what your answer would be, but mine might be that your heart wants more of what you feed it, right? So if you're feeding your heart feelings and you're living into that, it's going to want more of it. Um, but if you're if you're in the Word every day and like you're fighting that with truth, you're fighting your feelings with truth, and eventually that's going to take over, right? Yeah, that's good, and that's going to be in two sermons. So oh man, I'm, I'm down, like dude, stealing your thunder, man. In. No, that's great. We'll like edit that. that out of the podcast. We'll, we'll <laughs> let it be a surprise for people. Okay. Garen, anything else from this, or do you feel like we covered it pretty well? No, that was great. I loved having the opportunity to, like, to clear all that up yesterday. <laughs> so it's because, uh, again, to me, this topic is so important. And I do think probably how we ought to end is just saying, like, if if you or I either said we're broken on this, like, that, that's not true. That was a slip of the tongue. You yeah, and I, we like, didn't mean to say that. We got it all together, right? Right. Being held together by spiritual duct tape. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> so, no, I think we nailed it.
Good job. Okay. Guys, thank you for being with us. Um, next week is week three of identity. And just in 10 seconds, Garen, what is what can we look forward to next week learning about ourselves? This week really is about um, what's my, am I, do I have value? Am I loved? And I really want to try to, I want to leave with people having a deeper sense that you are passionately loved by God, that he doesn't just love you, he actually likes you. Because mm. a lot of people don't believe that second one. Right. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, guys. We'll see you.